Hello there, I'm Russell Barwick. Welcome along to PTI Normally. That's Sam Kegovich, but why are you sitting here? Well, for the simple reason we have uh, the Oracle here. Johnny Ralph. <laughs> so, I have the... so something very special is about to happen. I don't know what. I'm the last to know when something very special. We're doing something a very, very serious special. analysis. Yes. A serious analysis today. Because you know what? It's about half time in both the AFL and the NRL season, so we're going to get Ralphie in. We're also going to get Jason Taylor here to have a chat about the league and to see who was right with their predictions, me, and who was wrong, Keck, and uh, confirm about other things that are happening in the world of sport. Plus, we'll hand out some mid-year report cards. It is all brought to you, as usual, by our great mates at sportingbet.com.au. Ralphie, welcome along. Thank you, the Oracle. You're about right. Thank you, Keck. You are looking at the bench, Ralph. Let me tell you, if we didn't need you, we wouldn't get you in, but <laughs> obviously Russ and I are a long way short of the mark. Let's start <laughs> with the AFL comp as a whole in the last few years. We've had standout favourites. Like last year, at this time, we had two unbeaten teams, Geelong and Collingwood. They went on to play in the grand final. We had that m- magnificent game that they played late in the season, which we're all looking forward to. Now it's... Hands up, who wants to win the flag? It's absolutely fantastic. I just cannot get enough of this season, boys. It's wide open. Geelong and Hawthorne, as you say, having real struggles at the moment. The new interstate Raiders in Sydney, falling off the perch a little bit, but Adelaide and West Coast as well. Essendon from nowhere and Richmond, the Tiger Army, are on the prowl. There's 12 very good sides in it. I am so in love with this season. You think we should have got him? Yeah, Tigers. They'll be living off that win over Hawthorne for the next month and a half. I've got to say, though, on the plus side, the, the way that the things have started, we had Carlton as the favourites early on, then they started to drop mm-hmm. off, so uh, they were replaced very quickly by Adelaide, yep. who dropped off, and then Collingwood got a run. Essendon are the team that's a little bit under the radar. Where do you place them? I place them right at the top of the tree. I think we always knew their rock stocks and their forwards and their backs were going to be OK. We wondered about the midfield, but all of a sudden, guys like Stanton has joined the elite. We know that Joe Watson's Jay there. Watson's ben Howlett's been fantastic. So yeah, Heppel off the halfback. So are they the biggest surprise so far this year, or do you give that to someone like West Coast Adelaide. or Adelaide? I've got to give it to Essendon. I think we all felt like, like they fell into the, into the top eight last year, got smashed by Carlton in that first round. We never thought they'd be anywhere near you know, a flag. I think we've got to feel like they're in the top couple but of the What about you? Now, who is your surprise package? Oh, I you? think Adelaide. Okay. The Crows for me. Yeah. I thought the Crows were... Still lamentable. They were lamentable last year. Yeah, they were the Crowbots, weren't they? Yeah, they were the Crowbots. But I think... uh, But when you look at their midfield, the hard ball... So the stoppage is now... It's a different ball game this year. The game has come back to a lot of players. You know, the hard nuts in in the engine room, like the Thompsons and the Dangerfields, They've been a revelation for... Uh, Thompson's a great player. He's probably the Brownlow favourite at this stage. But Tippett and Walker are yeah. playing like kids who are enjoying their footy, whereas last year they were playing like kids who are... Well, they've been shored up. ...by think, their principal every time they did something wrong. I think they've, uh, Sanderson's shored them up a little bit. Sure. They're, no, they're no longer compelled. They're playing games on instinct and reflex. They're not... They're not they haven't got a mind full of uh, data and worried about the... Uh, you know, the... Uh, well, worried the about the mistakes and worried about being automated. And the complexities yeah. of the game. Yep. I think they've just... Playing on instinct, enjoying their footy. If you make a mistake, let's redress them. Yeah. Nothing, nothing said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So they've been good. OK, the flip side is, of course, who is the biggest disappointments of 2012 so far? Now, an easy one would be to slap Melbourne or to slap the Gold Coast or to slap GWS. But I think there's a team that has disappointed plenty so far this year. Would you agree? 
I would agree, but I still say they've got a very easy draw. And they are, well, you know, they're a handful of wins outside the eight. So who's the biggest disappointment? It's got to be Melbourne. I mean, yep. Melbourne with Melbourne. a great new side of the next generation. Gold Coast are only 32 games into their actual you know, history as a football club. Melbourne won seven and a half games in 17 contention. last year. And they were supposed to have these bifold doors to yeah. open the premiership window. They're playing rubbish football at the moment without any spirit. They're just turning the corner. But they should have been so much better. Gold Coast and GWS don't even enter these discussions because no, they're still fledglings. Yep. But this Melbourne, without a doubt, is the greatest disappointment. But rapidly approaching them, and I'll get to them very shortly, is Fremantle. But Melbourne, North Melbourne, Melbourne when no, you consider no. they won seven games last yeah. year and they promised a lot. You know, where have the Davies of the world gone, the Sylvias of the world? And where's the emerging Jack Watts? I don't see an improvement. Well, he plays loose at half-back and, and gets and easy why, kicks. And why, only God knows, would you have a Trengove and a, uh, you know... Name Jack Grimes, yeah. Jack Grimes is the two... When Nathan Jones is playing like the captain and he's talking like the captain as well. But okay. Fremantle, let me tell you, I'd love to get onto them, but we don't have time. Move on. Now to the individuals. Boys, if you and I were to hand out Brownlows right now, who would be getting the Chaz Brownlow medal in 2012? Well, Josh Kennedy's been great. Yeah. So have uh, some of the other. Joe Watson. Joe Watson. But for me, it's out of Penderbury and Ablett as to who's the best two players in the You're game. Serious? Played on the weekend. Stanton has got, I reckon, six or seven best on ground. Yeah, but he's either bloke you win the Brownlow medal, give the Brownlow medal to, or is he just playing really effective football? Yeah. But Penderbury is changing games. Ablett's not doing that because they're not winning games. I still think Penderbury... I still think Thompson's just... up there with them in Adelaide. Yeah, he is, yeah. And Josh Kennedy probably had five yeah. best on grounds early on. Yeah, I, I just agree. think Penderbury, they're going to win 18 games. Penderbury's an outstanding player. And he is, with Swan uh, out uh, yep, the other week, the he was just a beautiful uh, fill-up for Pendles as well. Yeah. He's got that a lovely little left foot kick. He kicks the goals. It brings the crowd into the uh, game. And, and the coach said to him two winner. weeks ago, three weeks ago, you're not kicking goals. He kicked three in that amazing game two weeks ago. Kicked a beautiful one against Adelaide. I mean, he can do it all, this bloke, and he's the next captain of the first club. He always rises. He, he always fights in the big games. And not, he's scrupulously fair. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and, that's, and as you say, best and fairest. He's best not going to get his spend. You can't have Ablett up there because they, they haven't won a game and they're going woeful. Well, he's going to get a lot of one vote. Yeah, he's in the top three in the competition. as players, but not for the Brownlow medal. for the Brownlow. To the new boys in the league this year, GWS, many thought they'd go through the season without winning a game. I was one of those. That hasn't happened. Yes, they've copped some hidings, but you've got to hand it to them. They have played some terrific footy. I love everything about the way they play football and the way they're being coached by Mark Williams, probably, yeah. principally, and the, the coach. Well, I'm happy to say if, he, if Williams coaches them, then they've got the best blokes fronting them, because Sheeds yeah. mm. just dominates the media, and the Sydney Swans are getting their pants pulled down right? in terms of their media exposure. They've got the song and dance man, and then they've got the bloke yeah. that is making play hard, tough, ruthless but footy. But you look at the players like Trelaw, Shields, mm -hmm. Cameron, Scully we know about, and we know about uh, Cal Moore. Young Kennedy's but a good the, young kid. Green, Toby Green's yep. in and under. You know, the development of those kids, and I know... They're 18. I know they're, mini they're minimising some of the, uh, the, uh, the fallout mm -hmm. by playing behind the ball. Yep. We know that. that's pretty well, smart. that's OK. That's Sheedy never smart. did that at Essendon. Right, it got knows. him sacked. Yeah. Some teams are doing that and they've been around for 100 well, years. Oh, to, to Fremantle, we'll get the Fremantle shortly. <laughs> Scully's yeah. the asterisk for me, though. He's still playing as a tagger. Yeah. It's not what they're paying him 1.64. He's not getting high possession tallies. Just needs to lift. Yeah, but right. at this point in time of the development, you know, we can cut him some slack in yeah. the first year. Did you think that? Did you think they'd win a game? Uh, no, I didn't think did they you? would. No. No, I didn't think I'd. Finally, from what we've seen on and off the field so far this season, what is the biggest issue facing the AFL right now with the advent Without a of doubt. Uh, the way things are going? Without a doubt. Now, I don't know what you're mm -hmm. going to say, but I'm going to tell you now the greatest 
peril facing the AFL now is the individual clubs is their debt reduction. It's enormous. It's a carrying yeah. of debt. Eight or nine clubs failed to make money last year. I reckon if even I did the books, and you're, we're not that smart. Mm -hmm. Cook them. And look at the spreadsheet. No, not cooking books, <laughs> but I'm talking about solvency and insolvency. No, you're right. There's a lot I of clubs that are losing a lot. I think it'd be a very fine line. Debt reduction is the biggest single threat to our game and making our member clubs are viable financially. Yeah, and yet Collingwood as well, $75 million turning over a year. Yeah. They've got so many advantages. For me, it's injuries to key players. We've seen a lot of knee reconstruction, seen a lot of collision injuries. You've got to get your best players out there because that's what supplies and what supports the game. And well, then you make money. If the, and that drives the, money if the AFL has this massive war chest and they're going to own Eddie mm -hmm. Had shortly and they've got yeah. so much invested in GWS, how come the clubs aren't... How come they're not getting a bigger well, share of the pie? Of well, well, we're doing... seeing a, a, a revenue sharing arrangement. We're yeah. seeing the poorer clubs that have been... Pushed up. But the but AFL as a, parent, as, a, as a parent body, they've also got the responsibility of you know making sure the game's in healthy state. Yeah. Brisbane will lose two or three million dollars a year, and that's a really concerning figure for for the AFL. Oh, that's not year. the only. Oh, I don't want to go into detail. There's about <laughs> six or seven. <laughs> North <laughs> Melbourne. No, yeah, North. We're going all right. Oh, you, you know, you dropped one quickly. You could prop them up yeah. just from a couple Gigs. of gigs. <laughs> that's the AFL done. We say goodbye to Ralphie. Next up, Jason Taylor does exactly the same thing for our mid-year look at the NRL and later schools out as we hand out some report cards. Or is it schools in? Schools in, I think. I don't know. Schools out, anyhow. Somewhere. In our case, it's out. <laughs> I flunked school. Flunking everything else around school. <laughs>
and look, and the not origin, win the grand final, and not win the grand final, well, not in this day and age. You can. I well, of course you, you can. can. And, of course and you when can. the semi-finals start, it'll be a different story. But look, those players are the now key. Fixed Manly, up the... Manly have the best roster in the competition. Okay, they won't win the comp because it seems you can't win two competitions in a row. It hasn't been done since '93 or something. Yeah, '92. But they've got um, injuries up the wires. They have. Now? But when you look at Manly's roster, when they get them all back, Melbourne has still got better players in those key positions. But Manly across the board, when you throw in Jamie Lyon. Uh, uh, the Stewart brothers, you've got both of them there. Yeah, they're getting a um, bit old. Well, Brett's getting a bit older than that. Oh, Brett Stewart's a brilliant player, mate. I understand and Manly, he's a brilliant player. All I'm saying is Manly are the best team, as far as the, the, the roster goes. Uh, they won't win the competition. The other, the others who will challenge are the ones who have got key players in those positions. You've got North Queensland with Thurston Maybe and Bowen. Thurston you've got the West Tigers, Tigers. with Benji Marshall, Robbie Farah. Um, I think it's Manly. I agree and, with you, Jason. And look, I can't. You can't go past South either. With Inglis no. at fullback, Isaac Luke at hooker, John right. Sutton's a great player. Okay, now the surprise packets. Which team has performed way and above your expectations in the first half of the season? Well, it's Cronulla. They're, they're, oh, they're without standards. a shadow of a doubt. No, I don't think anybody would have had them in their top eight. Todd Carney. Look, he hasn't and been like the sole reason. they're like everybody's favourite second team. You know, you, you know they're not going to win because yeah. they've never won, but you're cheering them nonetheless. And Gallon's this revamped player that everybody likes. Uh, Jeremy Smith, yeah, Carney, second team. the back roles have been really important. Jeremy Smith, Gallon, um, Jason Bakuya, those guys have played some really good Are you a Cronulla fan? Can I ask you, I'm a great Cronulla fan. Can I ask you a question? Yes. You're so, so uh, rapid to give uh, Melbourne Storm uh, all the kudos, the coach. What about the Cronulla coach? Yeah, he's done Is a he great job. Is he not responsible yeah, as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why are not giving him a rep? Well, yeah. Give me a chance. I didn't finish okay, talking I'm about sorry. him. I started him. talking about him. He cut in. Now you've no, cut I'm in. No, I'm not right, butt in. He butts in. No, Flettingen's done a great job. He, sh he should be highly commended for what he's done. But the Sharks, like the Storm, they, they still need to, to finish it off now. It's, it's We're only halfway. Will they make the top four? That's the best big the question The thing that worries me about all of these teams, the surprise packets and the ones bubbling under, is they always come up with a disappointing result. And I keep coming back to the Melbourne Storm and not having... Like, Cronulla will lose the odd game and, and Manly will lose the odd game and there won't right be out. any real it's, excuse it's why they do it. game comp. What to the other really end of matter? the table... Are you still angry? To the other end of the table, and there's a few <laughs> candidates here, which teams have been the major disappointment of the year then? Newcastle. Newcastle are the team. Newcastle are the team. They, they are the team that everybody had in their top eight and haven't looked like getting there and the footy that they've played has been so far below... Can Good. I ask you a question? If Newcastle gone backwards for from last year when they did make, I think they made absolutely, the eight last they year. came eighth last year yeah. and got beaten in the first round by by the Storm uh, in the semi-finals. They've gone backwards. There's no doubt about it. And what does Wayne Bennett do? <laughs> he, they've, they've signed a new player now from the Broncos, Dane Gagai, who's yeah. a good player, but he needs more than that. They've they've got Willie Mason in there. He hasn't made much of a difference. Uh, it's interesting. Look, the Bennett formula. He's taken it. He took it to the Dragons, but the Dragons were enormously successful in recent in the seasons before Bennett went there. Newcastle have been semi-successful, but it's not working there. What about the Gold Coast though? The Gold Coast had so many off-season purchases, including Jamal Idris, and they thought, okay, here we go, and they've they've done. Did you bunkers. really think they were going to make the eight? No. In the last few weeks, the no. Gold Coast have been better. They played well against Newcastle, and that win just. Okay, just gentlemen, to the players now. The players themselves. If you're going to give out a player the half-season award. As the best player in the competition, or the most uh, worthwhile player, who would you give it to? Look, I'd go Billy Slater first, oh, with store. Greg Inglis oh, right absolutely behind him. You know, Billy Slater's start to the season was and an phenomenal. Some of the, some of the tries Paul he Gallen. scored. Paul Gallen's been great, but for me, these two guys have... They make have, you buy tickets. ...have, have yeah. blown, all, Greg blown Inglis, me away with Greg Inglis is playing at fullback, and when I heard that they were possibly thinking of playing Inglis at fullback in the origin... 
you just thought, wow, wouldn't that be an album? Where, um, where did you hear that? I read it in the paper that that was. Oh, it would have been right then. Why would they put Greg Inglis in for Billy Slater? I'm just saying, would you like to see Greg Inglis play fullback for Origin? Oh, I'd like to see Queensland change their team in any way to give us a chance. <laughs> My point, Greg Inglis, I've never seen him play as good as he has since he's been at fullback. No, he's got fitter, he's fitter, slimmer. Well, you've got to be, you've got to be. Yeah. It's a tough position to play. People don't realise how hard a position it is to play at fullback, the, the metres that you've got to cover. But at the end of the day, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, uh, Paul Gallen, anybody else that's played outstanding oh, during they, the course of the year? Those two, from, for me, and Slater, the way he started the season, after six or seven games, he'd scored something like eight. OK, so one game phenomenal. into origin. Queensland obviously lead 1-0, as we know. But there was plenty of controversy. From what you've seen so far, can you see it being turned around by uh, New South Wales? Look, they're getting closer. New South Wales won that game. Hang on, hang they, on. They, he asked a simple question. They won game one no, they didn't. In, in a number of areas, but they didn't win on the scoreboard. Oh, and, and we go back to, to why Melbourne are, are so... Um, strong in, in the NRL. Well, it's the key players in key positions. So, New South Hang Wales... On, shut Dad. up for a minute. New South Wales outplayed... I'm just saying. Wait on. New Protocol. South Wales outplayed Queensland in so many areas, but Queensland outplayed New South Wales with the form or with the game from Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston and Billy Slater. Those three are too good for us and we can't match them at the moment. That's where we lose. So now, tell me why I'm wrong. I'm just saying... Who's Telling where he's wrong, he wants to know. We beat, New, we beat New South Wales, beat Queensland in metres made. We dominated their forward pack, but we can't win the game because of these key players. Yeah. We need to improve in that area. And what's Carney, the Carney must play better. He mm. must play better. And they must get better, Brett Stewart the ball with opportunity to put tries on because they got him the ball with a good opportunity once and, and um, Justin Hodges made a really great tackle on him. They got him bo- the ball in the right position once. Beautiful. They I thought you said it beautifully. Set up much oh, better. Mate, I couldn't stupid, have said it Russell. any better. Thanks for having me, Now, Russell. that's league done and dusted and JT is out of here. Next up, time to don the robes and hand out some mid-year report cards to Nathan Buckley, Wayne Bennett, the ARL Commission and the Gold Coast Suns. Did you say New South Wales going to win game two? I didn't say that. I no, think I they think can. they will. I think, I think they, they will. I think they'll get pumped in game three. The, the tries that Thurston, that, that, those two tries that Thurston put on, they were the, that was the game. Oh, the South Wales didn't have a player who came up with anything like that. If you have a real off kicks. Both, and both times. Well, school is in, the robes are on, and that means we are going to give out some uh, report cards ahead of the school holidays. First up, all of the coaches uh, that debuted this season in the AFL. Nathan Buckley was, of course, the most talked about and hyped after taking over from Mick Malthouse. So what grade for Bucks thus far, mid-season? A, A, and if I had a triple A if I was a financier... I'd give him a uh, triple A. Triple A plus, I'd give him that as well, because I don't know what it would be like with the pressure that he was under... Coming from Shaw, they didn't win the grand final, but they were unbeaten in the first, what, 14 games of last year and he was under the pump early doors. I think he's been a tremendous... Well, where I gave him an A, purely on the manner, on the dignified manner in which he's uh, handled himself and presented himself in adversity when all that criticism came out about the side and, more importantly, the way the playing... let's give him a double A. More importantly, the way the playing group is working at the moment in adversity amid a lot of injuries, but the level of commitment and passion is a reflection and it's a mirror image okay. of the way the coach played himself. Well, so that is outstanding. The much-hyped ARL Commission, the Rugby League Commission to run everything, finally got off the ground this year. So what grade for them in the first few months of their life? I'm giving them a C. Well, you want to turn it up the right way? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, look, I, 
I'm giving them a C. B for me. B, yeah. Well, purely on the base, and this is not being disparaging or detrimental to them, purely on the base, they're a relatively new uh, new organisation. They had an opportunity to do a great deal. Well, so uh, that's I'm the gonna, starting I'm point. I'm going to jump in. They've had a couple of subtle little tweaks here well, and there. Well, the best one was they got rid of that old McIntyre system and followed the AFL yeah. into the new one. That was worthy of an A, just taking a little time to get the... Uh, TV rights deal over the line. Well, that's not true yet. Be, it's got to be done by that the end of That will be ultimately their big test. And that will determine whether this is a B yeah. or an E or an A or whatever. I have no doubt what when we do this get? in six months' time, they'll be getting an A. Do you reckon I have they no get $1.25 billion? They won't get that no, much, I don't but think they'll so get either. a bigger... Big the plus Gold what got. Coast Suns are into their second season after a promising debut. So what grade so far? I'm sorry... There is no sons in the E department for me. Well, uh, this is, look, e this is probably awful. contrary to what I really think about them because I think they're a good organisation with a firm foundation and yep. doing well with a great coach. Yep. But unfortunately, you're always gauged on the scoreboard and the scoreboard at the moment reflects very poorly. But what it doesn't highlight is the enormous amount of injury they've had to key players at the most inappropriate time when they've been capable of win games. I understand all of that. With a but full they... list, they could have won three games and all of a sudden their list would but have been up about B. In a season where we've had the GWS and we've had Melbourne and Port Adelaide who are on the improve and Gold Coast Suns, I had the Suns higher than the other three at the moment. They are lower, hence the E. Well, Harsh, you're right. But the scoreboard's fair. very, very poor. One of the most talked about moves in the off-season in rugby league was, of course, Wayne Bennett going from St George to Newcastle. Now, they sit mid-table at the half point... So, based on what we just graded the Gold Coast Suns on, I'm Ding up for... Well, I was close to a D. D dare, I say, dare I say this in front of the big man, the great man, but I think the aura of Bennett and just his very presence, I think, might have just blinded us a little bit on the real talent that was prevalent at Newcastle Knights. Well, he made I know Gitto, they've lost a lot of prime movers. You know, Gidley. One, uh, Gidley, sorry, what I say, Gidley. Gidley, you know, one of their prime movies. I understand. I reckon Wayne Bennett would give himself a D. I he think would. He, I think he's had to make some yeah. changes. He's trying to bring in something, but they were a better side and a more enjoyable side. Their loss to the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago yeah. was abhorrent, and I think he would give himself a D at best. I agree with you, but uh, all's not lost yet. OK, school is out, but next up it's happy time, the big finish, and our Sporting Bet best bets of the week all to come on PTI Australia. No, you got to give yeah. him a good. Yeah, no, he'd be happy with that. He'd be a hard start. Happy birthday this week to the Cats' linchpin in defence, Matthew Scarlett. The fullback is 33, so do you think we could be saying happy trails to him at the end of the season, or will he keep on keeping on? Oh, they need him for another year at no, least. No, he's adamant he's retiring. A happy anniversary to Tony Plugger-Lockett, good mate of ours, this week back in 1999. He kicked his 1,300th goal to become the VFL-AFL's all-time leading goal kicker. I was there that day. Have you seen him since? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. He's eaten a couple of things. Now for the big finish and away from AFL and league for a minute and on to other football codes. The Wallabies play another test this week against the Six Nations champions. Wales, how do you see that? Wales up? will belt us over in Poland. Euro 2012 kicks off. Who wins? Uh, Germany. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. I like Geelong over Carlton in a big match-up this weekend. The Storm to thrash the Tigers. And Sporting Bet think the Bombers can beat the Swans in another big AFL game. That's it. I'm Russell Barwick. Enjoy your football across the weekend. It'll be a huge weekend. And as always, I'm Sam Kekovic. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. Wow, what a show. God, I love God, this show. over and out. What a monster. What a pearl.